Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to Anchor.fm now. Blog Talk Radio. It's the Sunday Night Roundtable on the Wide Men Network at blogtalkradio.com slash jump. Here's the guys to discuss anything and everything brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, Facebook.com slash MakeupKennedy, and WowFreeCam.com. Here's your hosts, Nate, T.R., and Tim. What's up? It's Sunday night, and that's right. It's time for that Sunday night delight, the Sunday night roundtable. Right now, it's Nate and Tim. T.R. is not with us yet because T.R., well, basically, he comes on when he feels like it. He's the star. So, but no, I'm kidding. He will be on shortly. He gave us a heads up. Well, and uh, he's not. Here. When I get but, uh, when I get word from my from my government, this might be my last show too, as uh, we're putting up the entertainment wall between uh, Canada and the U.S. After your president was such a jackass, yet again, our president is still our president is a jackass, and I do not speak for yeah, him because well, he's a jackass. I have to say that that was a pretty jackass move to stick the knife in the what back else of, your, of your biggest ally. Not too bright, but uh, not that I'm a big Trudeau fan. Don't get me wrong, because I'm not either. But uh, you know, like I said, that the, the wall, the, tar- the ter- entertainment tariff might go up, and that might be the end of the Great White North. We'll have to wait and see. Listen, President Fuck Knuckle, he doesn't know anything. Oh, <laughs> By tomorrow, he will have forgotten why he was even there, and he'll be off doing something else, and the boys who, will get who back to work. knows that guy? Like, yeah, I know yeah, we don't get political on here, and I know that you and, you and T.R. are more conservative than I am. Well, actually, you're way more conservative than I am. That's got nothing to do with but Trump still, being a dumb fuck, though. Exactly. That has nothing to do with him being an idiot, because I'll admit when people on the left side are dumb fucks, and there's a lot of dumb fucks on the left. There's a lot there's of a dumb lot. fucks. Nobody's got... Lots Nobody's got the monopoly on dumb fucks. That's for I don't sure. know. Dumb fuckery runs rampant throughout. But President Fuckknuckle, if I could call him that, um, I don't know what he's thinking trying to impose these tariffs, and he's he's he has no clue of international relations. He he thinks that he thinks he can just come it in and be, tell people. Uh, I don't know about the, the with any other countries because I don't follow that. But the Canadian one, it wasn't the tariff. It was that they had the tariffs worked out. And then he went there and mm-hmm. changed his mind. That that's what he problem. does. Like, because he has no what clue you, but that's what he's doing. <laughs> that's not too good for international politics. So let's just put well, it that way. With him. He, he is a, a two-year-old when it comes to anything. It's his way or, well, fuck you. We won't do it. Well, and and look at the incident. In some ways, with, that might be refreshing if, if, if he was a politician or a statesman, but he is neither. 
Um, if he was a guy I mean, that knew what play. the job was about or knew what to you do. You can get away here, with that running, like, Kiss Business. That's a different yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, you could do that in a business You know, my way or the highway, that usually works pretty good. But uh, yeah. it's, it's a whole new ball of wax, and it was stupid. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to dwell on it too much because it's just dumb. And like I said, by by next week, he like I said, the, the, the people who have to really deal with that shit will deal with it. And... Yeah, it'll get solved. They'll handle and it. It'll be it'll be tough. He's just, and, he's just killing the international market and giving it black eyes by constantly being a dumbass. But well, whatever. His, his his thinking is not is not really wrong on one level. It just doesn't encompass any other countries. He believes that America is strong enough that they should never be at a trade imbalance with anyone, and he's probably right. But to achieve that is a whole other. Uh, ball of wax, you know, it's kind of like the old communism thing on paper. You know, everybody yeah, sounds good on paper. Work and has to, on paper, it, it's a very uh, fucking perfect system, but it doesn't account for humanness in it anywhere. And exactly, and as we all know, it just doesn't work very long, as we all know. So anyway, moving on from the politics, let's talk about something yeah, equally as yeah. funny. Fuck everybody I, in well, politics. I, there we go. With Tom not here, we're just going to forge on to the to the goodness, and if he wants to talk about it again when he shows up, or if he does, or whatever's going on, that's cool. Um, I, I really want to talk about CM Punk. I, I, I have to, <laughs> I have to get this out because you really, you uh, got to get it off your chest. I'll save my comments for when Tom comes on. Go well, ahead. there's just, I mean, there are a lot of ways to look at it. Now, um, I've seen both. Well, even more than two, but the two main ones. There seems to be a camp that is of the feeling that, okay, he was totally over his head long before this ever started. They never should have indulged him. He never should have been allowed to go anywhere near uh, at least a UFC ring. You know, he should have paid his dues like every other guy. And, you know, two pay-per-views, pile of money. Um, not fair to uh, other UFC workers, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then you got another camp who think he's the second coming of Jesus because he stood up to Vince, uh, lived his dream, I guess, if, his, if your dream is getting the, punched in the face repeatedly. Um, he kind of stuck it to the man and good for him. And I'm not a hundred percent sure where I fall on that 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 scale. I can see both sides of it. Yeah. But when I saw that when I saw the fight yesterday, and it occurred to me when I was watching it that Tim, if you could have been in Chicago and the, that other guy would have got hurt, you could have stepped in there and been one and zero in the UFC. Yeah, possibly. Okay, that's there's something wrong with that. And definitely anybody with... Okay, I'm a 50-year-old man, so maybe that's pushing it. But when I was 30, I could have kicked... If that was that's the best he has, I could have kicked CM Punk's ass in a real fight. It wouldn't have even been close. Here's the thing with Punk. Um... And, I, and I'll, I'll save my other comments for later because I do want to discuss this with TR because he and I watched the fight together through um, 
He uh, always has a FaceTime. very unique way of looking at this stuff, too. So He does. Um, yeah, he does. My thing with Punk... Excuse me just a second. Sorry, had to cough there. I muted my mic. Um, thing with CM Punk is... You know what? Pat him on the back for trying. Hey, he's got more balls than, than I've got. I wouldn't go get in the UFC octagon. Uh, I couldn't do it. Um, Punk's not an, Punk's not a fighter. He never trained in boxing. He never trained in... He never even trained in wrestling. He trained in pro wrestling, which is nowhere near that's, what UFC no, MMA fighters have to do. And everybody says, well, Brock Lesnar did it. Well, Brock Lesnar was a national champion amateur wrestler in the heavyweight division. Brock Lesnar was a natural wrestler and he can do that. And he's and look at Brock Lesnar. Like he could he could eat me. I'm a big boy. Man he could mountain. eat me. Like, yeah, Brock Lesnar's a guy you don't fuck with. Things. Yeah. It's way different. And Brock Lesnar's been one of the only guys that can ever successfully do it. Other pro wrestlers have tried. Alberto Del Rio did it for a while. Um, apparently, Santino Morello was in it. on it. Lashley gave it the old college yeah. try. Batista tried. Um, Lesnar's been the only one to do it on a high level and be successful at it. And that's just because he's a freak. He's a he's a damn freak. Um, Dan and Severin lost. did it. Oh, yeah, Lesnar lost, too. Yeah, like Dan Severin did it. Dan was... Severin and Ken Shamrock were the originals at it, but they kind of Dan yeah, Severin was an accomplished uh, grappler. Didn't Bob Roop give that a go for a while? Um, you know, you parents, had the shooters from back in the day. He's like the Welch brothers. No, and, he was a bit. The, you know, I'm Roop. not sure if I got the right guy. He was a really big. In, he didn't really wrestle much in the uh, United States. He was more a Japan guy, big black guy. I want to say his name was Bob Roop. Mm, if I got that wrong, I the wrong name attached to that. I'll have to look that up know. when I got more time. But anyways, yeah, check, but he maybe, never. He was a big piece of a guy. And, you think an Ernie Ladd? No. Um, uh, not Barnett. Not yeah, Bob the name Barnett. Is, no, no. He, okay, he liked to him. wrestle, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's he another thing. Sheet, he liked to sheet wrestle. That's a different thing. Uh, yeah, no, I, well, I can't but, remember what the guy's name was, but he was a he was a he was a great big huge dude, and you would have thought, okay, he he would do well in the in the octagon, but he never really did. He, he fought in pride a bit, <laughs> I want to say. Well, you know, the thing with it is, is the the octagon is not it's not something you can do often, and it's not something you're going to see a lot. You know the even the Gracies of the world had uh, had a short stint. You cannot subject your body to that kind of beating every so often. No. And expect to be, you know, on top no. long. Like it, it's not. Like by the time these guys are forty, they're done. I saw yeah, Andre I remember who last was... night. Fall. He's thirty nine, and he looked yeah, in great shape. He's been around he's for still going, like forever. But, so. All I know is, and I know somebody else, and I wish I could remember who it was, because it was a really nice, eloquent, not mean tweet or anything. Like, he wasn't ragging the guy. But it basically was, if you wanted to, um, you know, not not a regular guy, but somebody who, uh, I don't know, whatever sport you were in, and you wanted to suddenly become, you Bob wanted to give Sapp another sport. Name. Like, even, even, even Michael Jordan. Bob Sapp, that's who I'm thinking of, yes. That's Even Michael was. Jordan didn't get to go from, you know, into the big leagues. 
You know, I watched a thing on that. Uh, Michael Jordan, there was a documentary, or maybe one of those ESPN things. He, um, had he stuck with it, they think he might he have actually have played Major League Baseball. But, but all I'm saying is here's a guy who has much more uh, athletic credibility than CM Punk. Uh, oh yeah, was quite Jackson, was quite you know, Deion de- Sanders. Yeah, was quite determined to make a go of it, and they didn't indulge him and go. Oh, yeah, we'll just put you in the. You know, how about for your first go around, we'll just start you opening day against the Yankees. There you go. <laughs> you know, yeah. That didn't happen. No, it don't work that way. Um, well, uh, if you, you want to guess five, you... go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the, 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 today's media and the way things work and how they generate revenue. It's not really necessarily about the product, is it? It was a name recognition for, on his part, uh, a, um, a fascination from the fans of, uh, you know, how bad, you know, can this guy even scratch out a win against a, a guy who, you know, admittedly has yeah. very little talent, uh, or is he going to get crushed? Um, and either way, you know, CM Punk was never becoming the UFC champion of anything, ever. Unless they handed him the title somehow, because he wasn't good enough to beat anybody. Um, it was, well, the it thing, was about the, the thing spectacle. With... Yeah, they were they were selling tickets. That was the whole that was the whole thing. You got enough um, you got enough revenue off of the first fight to garner a second fight. And I have a feeling when the numbers come back, the numbers will be down well, they won't. for this fight. They'll be down, but they won't be so horrible that they didn't that they're going to regret. No, 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 no. They, they won't be dollars, but they won't oh, do no, it again. No, no they've and, already and said I they won't. Like now, if you, you were a UFC fighter and you were on that card and you won your bout and you got a lousy fifty grand, and that peckerhead went out there and got killed, and got half a million. Yeah. Again, it comes down to the. It yeah, comes down to the that, name. I can't dude. imagine he's all that. Uh, can't imagine he's all that popular in the back. Well, here, here's the thing with Punk. He may not care. If he's anything but... like, if he's anything like he was in WWE, he won't give a shit that he if he's liked in the back or not. Um, I did see on his Twitter he had tweeted out, you know, he said this week I'm one and one. So whatever that means, but uh, well, I won my well, I won my court case. Oh yeah, okay, okay. I forget that I guess that court case thing there, but whoop de do for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't his court case. I mean, he didn't appeal. have to pay anybody, so but yeah. On, on a level appeal, of recognition, CM sure. Punk has CM Punk has two point seven million Twitter followers. The man that beat the piss out of him without even trying hard. Mike Jackson. How many Twitter followers do you think he has? He'd be lucky if he has a thousand. Might have some more now after the fight. But well, he's got he seven thousand four hundred eighty-eight. Yeah, seven thousand four hundred eighty-eight. In the Twitter world, that's just not a whole lot, really. Yeah, it's really not. That's not a lot of anything. No. Like, you can go on here and no. see. You can see a lot of those for you know. There's basketball writers but, that have you know, more followers. You got to think. When when that fight started, and they're going, out they come. And you're going, okay, let's see what's going to happen. And the first thing he does is misses, a, I think it was a leg kick. 
in where he swings around, leaves himself wide open for a beat, like a ballerina, which the guy did, which the guy did not deliver, and then he has to stop and pull his guard to uh, brush his hair out of his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here going. I'm sitting here going. Tr, by the way, is critiquing. Apparently, Tr is listening to the show. He will be joining us soon. You said Lashley is fifteen one and one. Batista is one and zero. Oh. Well. They were successful, okay, but... but one well, that depends on who they, they fought. They weren't in the UFC either, so... You know, there's a lot of variables there, too. I mean, uh, but, hey, They could whip my I mean, ass. They could whip your ass. I mean, even the, even the Eagles won the Super Bowl once, I mean... Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It's kind of set over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Tom, Tom and I have a have a... Tom will, will launch a, a, a nuclear missile at Dallas now, and I will retort <laughs> with well, a, a cruise missiles at the at the Eagles camp because that's just how it is, and we're both quite okay with it. So, speaking of football, since this is the Sunday Night Roundtable, we can talk about anything yeah, we want. Go where, go where we want to go. Um, I got a bold prediction for you on football this year. All right. The Dallas Cowboys are going to have a shitty season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no way they can't. It's um, going to be like I thought Washington was going to have a bad season, and then they uh, cut they Des Bryant. I'm like, player. Jesus, Washington, Washington might yeah, finish well, they, better than them. They lost. They lost their best player. Their quarterback has had one great, great season, one shitty one. Their running back has had one good one, one. So-so season. Uh, they have no receivers. Tell me again how you're going to win. You know, here's the thing. Do you think they they went with Prescott too early? Do you think they kind of had a knee-jerk reaction on getting rid of Romo? Well, I yes think Tony no. Romo was. A, I think Tony Romo was a better quarterback than people gave him credit for. Now, granted, he was, he was you know, he, he had he had no clutch. Yeah, he was. He really was not mattered. clutch. Tony Romo just he was like the he, 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 he was like apart. the opposite of Tom Brady. He was the opposite of Tom Brady. No clutch. He was automatic. He's that guy that, uh, you know, when you needed to move the ball sixty-two yards, he was good for the first fifty-five. Then you almost needed to bring in somebody else to get that last one because he just never he'd throw a fucking interception or make a bonehead play and. And uh, he just couldn't. I mean, okay, yeah. Did, I mean, was he a bad quarterback? No, certainly not. No, I mean, he was remove, a four thousand yard passer every season. No, and if you could remove probably, I don't know, maybe three or four plays out of his entire career, his career, he could have been a Super Bowl winner probably at least once. So if he doesn't fumble the ball you know, against the Seahawks. You know, that game could have been way different on the because uh, he yeah, was the, they uh, had, they had the extra point holder. They had chances. They really did, and I, I think I think Romo yeah. catches a bad rap. People, they you know they talk about, and Cowboy fans were so ready to get rid of him because he hadn't brought him a Super Bowl, and now they got Prescott, and it's like That's you might want to be careful what you wish for because Prescott couldn't use Des Bryant. I don't well, think Brett Bryant was the, he has nobody to throw to. He had one guy well, to throw to last year. Last year, last year he couldn't he couldn't hit him. He couldn't find the ball. Well, I mean, he, he always hit he the was off last year. But then that I mean that is not uncommon for uh, quarterbacks to have a 
a good year and a bad year, and re- have to refine their stroke. I mean, that's happened to lots of guys. Um, but yeah, no, Dallas isn't going to be very good next year. They'll be lucky if they get. To, they might be a five-win team. Now my boys. Something. Now my boys down in the Bay, my Tampa Bay boys. Me and Gangrel share a mutual love. So if you're listening, Gangrel, you know I got you, brother. Tampa Bay Bucks all the way. I think we're going to have a good year this year. I've been saying that for like 10 years now. So hopefully one of these years I'm going to be right. Um, we got to right the ship down there in Tampa. Really? There again, you know, it's always a matter in football. Uh, you got to get out to start. You, you, you definitely, and it doesn't happen. For some reason, it doesn't happen a lot in football. You have to beat the teams that you should beat. Yeah. You've got to get those wins against the the teams that are behind you or lower ranked than you. You can't pull a, you know, that was a Cowboy famous move too. You know, we're 9-4, and uh, trying to make the playoffs, and we go into Washington who we should clobber, and we don't beat them. You know, there's always those rivalry games that happen every year where you can just chuck the rule book out the window, though. Like when two teams but get those together, are the you games can just if be you like, "Want to be the Super Bowl champion?" You don't oh, see yeah, the Patriots you win don't go. The Patriots don't go into uh, into uh, Cleveland and lose to Cleveland. They beat the well, ever stuffing out of them. No, but but I, this year somebody will. I guarantee it. Well, the Bengals are going to be worse than the Browns this year. I'll go ahead and say that. Well, Cleveland can't be any can't be worse than they were last year. They're just, uh, no, they can only they, they equal letting jo- They're letting Johnny Manziel uh, regain his form up here in the CFL, and then they'll bring him back to Cleveland. Oh, yeah, Johnny Football, CFL alum. What's yeah, next he, for him, the XFL? He had – well, it's quite possible. Hey, if they give him a check, uh, I think he's quite happy to play wherever anybody will let him. But did did point, you see what the XFL did, though? I don't, I don't think we've talked about this. Did you see what the XFL did? Uh, depends on what you're talking about. I'm not sure. They got Oliver Luck to be like, oh yeah, over oh, yeah. I saw that. No, no, the man was quite clear. Big that deal. He was quite clear that the goofery and the madness of the original XFL would not be seen this time around. They're trying to give. Oh, God, they're trying to not. give back old style football. That's what well, they're they trying need to. Capture. Here's the thing well, with, with the NFL now. They've been they've been trying the to they've been trying to uh, get they've been trying to get the the NFL back to. Here's the problem with the NFL. The NFL is they hate <laughs> everybody hates the guy in charge, and I don't think that's good for the league. Um, because when people hate the guy in charge, no matter what decision he makes, people are going to criticize no, him for but, it. But that's not uncommon. I mean, they all get booed. Mm, Roger yes Goodell, and no, Roger Goodell, like, gets, Roger Goodell just gets booed more. <laughs> Roger yeah, nobody likes the idiot. hockey guy. Gary Bettman comes out and they scream at him and boo him outrageously. See, Adam Silver, Adam Silver in the NBA gets love. They love Adam Silver in the NBA. That's because he looks like he might be dying of cancer. Well, well, yeah, well. Anyway, it's a very but, funny you know they didn't like David Stern, but Adam Silver was they they really he gets a lot of no, love. No, I mean yeah, Roger Goodell is 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 disliked and then some. That's true. Well, here here's one thing he did that I hated. Um, he 
hears about the Ray Rice incident, which was awful. And, you know, Ray Rice did what he did, and it was wrong, and we do not condone that. Uh, no man should ever hit a woman, especially like that, ever. I don't care what the situation is. Unless she's got a knife trying to kill you, you know, or something of that nature. Yeah, but, but then you, know, you, should you ain't hitting her then. That's a, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, that's different. This this was just yeah, him and her different. having an altercation, and he just beat, and he, my God, he hit her with a I mean, right that hand. Shot, that shot in the elevator was was worthy of a bo- of a boxing ring. Uh, it was I mean, ridiculous. Well, here, it was here's ugly. my it issue. Wasn't... This was my issue with Goodell. Okay, he knows about he hits he hits her. Okay, you see the video of the elevator where he's dragging her off unconscious. Okay, that was that came out before any decision was ever made, and they gave him what two game suspension for that? Something like that. Yeah. It was like two games. It was it wasn't even four. Like it was two games. He gets suspended for two games, right? Then the video in the elevator comes out where it shows him actually physically strike her. Then he gets suspended for the whole year and he's basically blacklisted. What do you well, think he did to her on that elevator? <laughs> like did you problem. even see it? To realize how bad it well, was? Well, I think the problem was is they had seen it and they've acted like they hadn't. Then when it came out into the public, they had to, they had to react again. <laughs> well, everybody, they were hoping every, that they here's the thing: them, that woman that was, was unfucking conscious, and it, it wasn't because she was drunk. That bitch got knocked the fuck out by a grown ass man who's an NFL professional football player. And you give him I two still games. Think they deal, meanwhile, yeah, they meanwhile, deal with Josh it all wrong, Gordon, though. Josh Gordon got suspended for marijuana. He got suspended for half the fucking year for weed. It's all it's all wrong. It should be done thusly. It has come to our attention that fill in the blank with the player's name is under investigation for whatever it might be, whatever it is. Um, they are suspended with pay until legal action is taken. All right, now you've been you have been acquitted of everything. All right, fine, we move forward. Um, you've been charged for whatever it might be, you know, DUIs or drugs or spousal yeah. abuse, whatever it might be. All right, now you're yeah. suspended without pay until okay. yeah until, Wait a minute. until a legal verdict is come up with. If the courts find yeah. you guilty, you are you are your contract is null and void. And we're done with you. End of. And I, then if uh, you serve that. your time, if if you serve your time, whatever it might be, and you want to try to, uh, then we will we will examine that at a later date once you've paid your debt. That I have no problem. We're right now. I hate. We're right now. I hate when they, when they've just fuck you know you're done. We we just we can't have the publicity from this. You're done. That's not fair. It's not. Speaking and of not fair, and ladies and gentlemen. Be, Oh my God! Are, the earthquake from Philadelphia joined. has arrived. We are joined by Tom Robinson. Hey y'all! Hey, there he is. Hey y'all! Is it survey time? Tom Ramon. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, 
I actually wasn't going to call because you guys are flowing with a nice conversation. I didn't want to ruin it with my white trashery. Nah, you're good. Jump on there's in. Plenty of, there's plenty of white trashery here already, my friend. I'm from West Virginia. I, I was born in white trash. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I, uh, I'll talk off air as to uh, the last hour and a half of, of the latest saga. Uh, <laughs> Game, but, Game of Thrones, Robinson style. Yeah, uh, I didn't hear the very, very beginning you were saying, let's get off politics, but I didn't even hear. I imagine it's Trump in Canada or something. Yep. Yeah, no comment. Um, CM Punk got his ass kicked, uh, which is yep. which we could have a spinoff. Me being the insomniac, we could have a spinoff with the Corey Graves slant. Um, we can go into that. We're here. We got an hour. Yeah, we didn't field. go there. We did not go there. <clears throat> but first, I... Uh, I don't know how much of a badass Tim was at 30, um, so I can't say he could or couldn't beat Punk's ass. Punk can't punch after four years of training. He's got no power behind he his can't. punches. Now, all I'm, some guys that, yeah, all I'm saying is what I saw in that ring, under those rules, I would have killed him. That's all I'm saying. Street fight, that might be a different story. Don't know about that. But inside that ring, I would have killed him. His jiu-jitsu is uh, not top level, obviously, as you saw two times, including last night. He was very disappointing from a uh, – I'm not a fighter, but I've lived with two top-level fighters and shit like that and been around it. I mean, he was trying for a week – yeah, guillotine and um, triangles from the bottom. And the dude was just laughing at him. And, and that dude is like the worst of the worst in that level. And the dude was <laughs> he playing with Michael him. Jackson, after all. Yeah, it might have been the real Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> brought back from the dead. <clears throat> so, uh, oh, come on. He, guys, don't talk about Michael like that. He's bad. Yeah. That's kind of He's what rock. He, was, he got in that octagon to rock. He got in that octagon to rock with you all night. Okay, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I like that. That's one of the songs. That I was, like that was yeah. That was a bit of a, a further poll, at least. Well, I mean, I yeah, know I he's like a pretty that. young thing, but he he can he can really get in there and do some damage. Um, um, I, I'm I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss for Jackson tune, so I can't I can't join this. Oh, uh, Tr, you really let me oh, down, boy. man. I I thought you I thought you were a thriller. Come on. Beat it! You got to be able to use. Uh, the only the only thing that comes to my mind from Thriller is that fucking hot broad Orny Adams or whatever. I don't know. That's a comedian. He, she had a weird name with an O in it. She was fucking hot. Whoever he pretended he was heterosexually attracted to. Um, she must <laughs> she must have sprayed sprayed the scent of young boys on her on her tits or something to get him to get that close. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Back to Mr. Oh, Mr. Funk. Uh, I kind of agree with both of you in a way, but disagree. I don't know. I'm in the middle as always. Uh, the guy that's been around, but not a high level, but I've been around, 
bad situation. His jujitsu before he blew up and before he got knocked the shit out of him and facially and all that other shit, he can't he can't do a stand up fight. If he's into fighting no, he and he's financially successful, he should just do jujitsu and do tournaments for no money and see if he can improve his skills and see if he can get some taps, et cetera. Because they have them everywhere now. They're more popular than fucking karate schools. So stick with that. But the reality is, his name, even though he looked... It was an embarrassment, quite frankly, to watch. Uh, the reality is, there's a promoter called Scott Coker who took over. He was affiliated with Pride and all that shit. And Bob Sapp, whose name Tim couldn't come up with earlier, uh, started off as this huge monster unsuccessful pro wrestler for whatever reason got over in japan they switched him into the shoot fights gave him some tomato cans that weren't trained and then they put him in but his star started rising he had like a three-year multi-million dollar um whatever you want to call it um run and they had to let him keep winning once once they put him in with real people he started getting his ass kicked even if they were half his size so they had guys throw the fights, including him, and then he was on the downward swing, and now he'll take any fight, and he'll just sit there and get hit once and tap. But um, So anybody that says MMA isn't worked is a fucking idiot and or very naive, I would say. Like Dave Meltzer is always, as I said, is always a, uh, a hero of mine, an educator of mine in the 80s, and a friend of mine. But he was—he believes that nothing's been worked. Kimbo versus Shamrock was worked. If Shamrock had had a, a rear naked choke cinched in like he did, you don't hulk up and come back and then punch him in the face and knock him out. And he punched him in the face. The shots are real. But Bellator works the shitty fights, the glamour fights. They—they. They, I got food in my throat. That's why my voice is changing. Um, Bellator works the the selling fights, like the ticket sellers, the Tito Ortiz and the the, the Shamrocks, the old guys that nobody would pay to see in UFC. Ortiz, Sonnen, Part 7. Right, right. Um, I hate Chael Sonnen. I hate Chael Sonnen so much. Well, he tries to he he tries to do the pro wrestling, but he he tries it ten years too late, and he's not that yeah. good at it. And sadly, yeah. neither was Colby Covington last night. He got owned by Michael Bisping in an interview afterward, which maybe we'll get to later. But because I'm straying everywhere, uh, but the fact of Bellator and Punk, likely Punk will go back to Rufus Sport and still be that. I'm, this is my world now. I'm rich, and this is what I do. Cause he's a stubborn fuck. And some works in Bellator and UFC 200. Uh, Mark Hunt was paid not to throw punches. I don't give a fuck what you not say. clearly. Dave Meltzer or anybody, a guy that punches and kicks his whole career, didn't throw anything until Brock took him down. Yeah. And let Brock win. Oh, I agree. Now, Brock didn't know. Brock didn't know he was in a work. So that's their saving grace. But, uh, you know. Anybody who believes that was a real block, Brock Lesnar victory and not a Brock Lesnar victory to assure the sale for $4 billion really doesn't know business. 
They might know UFC and they might know wrestling. They say, are you smart to the business, capitalized business? It's all about money. And they, the sale went through after that event because Brock Lesnar looked like this unbeatable superstar. Mark Hunt got seven hundred grand on paper. I don't know how much he probably got under the table going, yo, don't throw nothing. Don't throw a thing. I challenge anybody to go back and watch any Mark Hunt fight and then watch Mark Hunt against Brock Lesnar. He throws nothing. Oh, no, Anyhow. It was just Lesnar's stellar defense. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And it was just steroids, and it was that some guy was arguing. With me. He's he's so overpowering. You're not taking into consideration what a super athlete he was. No, Mark Hunt fought every super athlete there is. <laughs> he still throws punches. <laughs> he's, he's so powerful he can prevent you from throwing punches just with the power of his mind. Or what? Yeah, exactly. He's uh, fucking telepathic. But anyhow. Uh, I stray like I always do. You guys had a nice conversation. I should have just let you go to at least twelve before I ruin this. I don't even um, know. What, I don't even remember what we were talking. We were about, we so. were done with what we were saying anyway. So, so punk was an embarrassment. Um, but without blowing up and without getting cracked in the fucking jaw like ten times, his jujitsu technique looked like he knew what he was doing. He was just too physically weak. <clears throat> I don't know if he's physically weak in general or it came from getting a piss beat out of him or blown up or a combination of the three. Yeah, I think the person has to remember, too, he's, what, 40 years old, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, he's not 25 or 30 going in there. I mean, he's for that sport, that's pretty old. Yeah, there's the occasional freak like Randy Couture who at 46 was – and probably now still could kick all three of our asses, but at the same time, meaning. Um, but that's a freak of nature. Like, you know how running backs kind of slow down at age 30. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I mean, he's, and, he's, you know, and his body's been through a fairly good bit of abuse. You know, it wasn't like he yeah. was later before he decided to be a, a MMA guy. So, Absolutely. I don't know. The, the problem for me was this. Um, did he not... Wasn't it part of his whole reason for quitting wrestling was that he didn't think he was getting a fair shake and that he had earned, like, a WrestleMania uh, main events yeah. and all that and didn't get them? Okay, wasn't that part of his yeah. pitch fest? Okay, so yeah, then, was, that was one of the main things. So isn't that somewhat hypocritical on his part to, you know, now I'm I'm never had a fight. I've had two fights. They've both been on pay-per-views, and I've been paid probably more than almost the entire the uh, rest of the card. It's different yes though, no. Tim. He's getting he's getting the breaks over them, so it's okay. Uh, oh, I don't blame him for that, taking it. I don't blame him for taking it. I'd take it too. That would support Tim's point, Nate, and I think that's what you meant to do, be sarcastic. Um it is hypocritical if if you say he's taking the breaks but, but bitching about them in the other world. I get it. But in his defense, he's since day one, he's said, and I have no reason not to believe the guy, that if it's up to him, he'll he's grateful to be there, and he'll take the opening, round, opening fight that's not televised. But in, truthful, in truth, Yoel Romero and Robert Whitaker, who were the main event last night, would be one of, even though they're great action-packed fighters and had a great fight, the buy rate would be 
I'm not going to use buy rates because I forget what the fuck they are. Or, you know, what's a good one at 1.5 million or something. But let's just say let's use one to ten. If if you put Whitaker versus Romero on top with that undercar without CM Punk, you're getting two buys. You put Punk on there, whether he deserves it or not, you're getting nine buys out of ten. Now, Punk was an embarrassment and awful, but, but it's back to that capital business. It's about money. And the future, even though Punk was disgustingly embarrassing, those people that bought that, which thank you, Nate, for not making me buy it. But anyway. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Those people that bought it for this sideshow freak show that is CM Punk at 40 getting his ass kicked have more eyes on them now and in the future may be considered main eventers that can draw because they saw how good they are because of the famous guy. And that's always about been to say, you, pride. You saw what? Did you see a fight last night that made you want to watch another UFC pay-per-view? I sure as hell didn't. The main event was pretty awesome, and I saw some. Uh, <laughs> I saw it was the only fight after. I didn't watch. <laughs> but there yeah, again, they, we're also looking at it. It's the same thing with the wrestling, though. There are people who to, who will tune in to watch him get beat. Yeah, yeah that's true. Is. Like, like, well, now, like, for instance, now, if he was to go and even if he doesn't end up with UFC, if he starts flapping his mouth about, uh, you know, if he if he starts shooting promos that I'm no fuck that shit, you you guys can all suck my dick, I'm fucking doing this again. Uh, I got paid. <laughs> fuck you all. I'm the guy who. You know, I'm I'm winning. Even though I lost the fight, I'm still winning. Screw you guys. And then they announce that he's going to fight whoever at Bellator. People are probably still going to go and go, I hope he gets just knocked on his ass in Silly Street. But people may I'm actually gonna be the, to see that. I, uh, here's the thing. I've I never would, paid for a, ahead, for a UFC fight. Never paid for one. Um, whether it was going to a sports bar and whenever they don't charge a cover and watching them or going and allegedly finding streams, allegedly, of course, or being able to, somebody shares it on Facebook, going live. I'm not going to pay for a UFC fight. because First of all, it's $60, $65. And I don't love UFC enough. I, I really don't. Like UFC to me is like wrestling. It was this big thing. It was a huge deal for a long time. But then all the big stars went away. And they have a, a longer, they have a shorter shelf life, I guess you could say. UFC, you got what, two years on top if you're lucky, which is like four or five fights? Uh, that's if you're lucky. You, yeah, maybe a little longer, a little shorter, depending. It's a little longer, a little shorter, depending on who you are. But the thing is, I'm looking at it going. I want to see what happens to Punk. Okay, yeah. I've seen what happens to Punk. I'm done now. I'm done. I don't need to see. Okay, Punk but look anymore. at it this way. That's what people said. That they had like, like I said, they had like Chael Son and Tito Ortiz, like whatever, whatever it was, part four, and that thing did good on television for Bellator. It it, it remind. I don't know why, and there's really no analogy I can give that makes sense to why I, it reminds me of this. Maybe you guys can figure out. Because there's some kind of connection in my brain, but it, it really, 
it's not the same. It's very different. But it reminds me of WCW in a way. Bellator under Scott Coker. If you put Tito Ortiz against Chael Sonnen somewhere in the middle last night, people will mm-hmm. audibly groan. They'll groan, fans of MMA. They'll be like, are you yeah, fucking kidding me? These guys are done. But you put some smoke and mirrors with a new promotion and a new promoter on free TV and put them on the main event. And I remember Rampage Jackson. I remember Tito Ortiz. Oh, that was cool. And yeah, it's kind of like... Uh, Kind of like now, if you took, um, let's just say, for example, you take uh, Cesaro and, I don't know, this is who would be someone that would be, used to be really on fire, like Cesaro and Dolph Ziggler. All right, let's say you put that match on SmackDown. You don't put any story behind it. You just schedule the match and say, okay, Cesaro and Dolph Ziggler are having a match on SmackDown. The crowd's going, why? Why are you having a match with the, or maybe not the, the crowd, but the the internet fans are, why are you doing this? These guys, there's no story here. These guys are mid carters. They're in tag teams. Why are you doing this? You take those two guys off of SmackDown, you throw them over over the Pacific Ocean, and you put them in the middle of a New Japan pay per view card, whatever, and you got to you got to invest in brawny because all the paper towels are going to be needed to clean the jizz up from people going nuts. Oh, my God, Claudio Castanoli and, uh, God, what's Ziggler's name? Nick, Nick Nemeth. Something. Yeah, Nick Nemeth are going to, have to go one-on-one in, in the Tokyo Dome. Oh, my God, this match is going to be 24 stars. I can't wait. They're, they're picking the up match the Hollywood you never Walk saw of Fame. on SmackDown. They're, they're picking up the Hollywood Walk of Fame stars so they can rate this match. There's going to be so many stars. It's it's the How same it principle. It's name. There's some name recognition involved with those old guys. Like they still had uh, uh, what's his name, Fedor Emelianenko. I mean, he fought yep. on the last Bellator card. And how old's that fucking guy? Like he couldn't uh, he, somewhere he, close he, to he couldn't even make UFC. Yeah, he's he's like mid forties, I want to say. And yeah. yet people, but because people know who he is, like until he gets crushed, and of course they're very careful to give him. People that can't crush him, but eventually they'll fuck up and give him somebody he he can't handle, and he'll get beaten and he'll be done. But until then, well, when he gets, and they don't have any rules compared to UFC either, from what I understand, as far as the uh, they're a lot more lenient in the doping and all that. Correct? In the what? Um, As far as no, they 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 still get like Kimbo and Shamrock both got popped. The late Kimbo Slice got rest his uh, Are they USADA tested, though, or are they just tested? I think they're tested by USADA, and they and they still get fined and shit, but, like, Scott Coker takes care of that. Or, I don't know. They're, I guess it depends on where the cards are, too, because that's why they used to hold them in Japan all the time, because there was no – nobody gave two shits over there about any of that stuff. Bellator was 100% real, and, and, the, and the real fights still are. Like, Michael Chandler could go into UFC tomorrow and, and be competitive and possibly be a champion. So if it's a Michael Chandler versus somebody, that's not a work. But if you see CM Punk in, say, a year from now, after training a year more in Rufus Sport against God knows who, mm-hmm. they won't tell CM Punk it's a work. Scott Coker, the ref, the commission, no, nobody that's in the know. His opponent... But they will grease his opponent up so high and say, hey, and if the guy says, no, I ain't doing it, they'll go, okay, we'll replace you. 
And they'll find somebody that'll be a pseudo name, and Punk will choke him out, and all of a sudden Punk gets his MMA victory, and in his mind he really got it, because MMA is real. But as Bob Sapp, who you brought up earlier, will tell you that all MMA and all UFC, well, I don't want to talk about UFC, but all MMA is not real, um, even if one guy doesn't know it. But well, punches, you know, no if you're taking a dive, than... you can't, if you're taking a dive and paid for it, you can't just go out there and, uh, you know, get not hit and just fall. But, yeah. so you're going to take, you're, you know you're going to take punches if, you, if you're trying to fight for real. So it's not a big deal to uh, let a guy escape from a rear naked or a guillotine and leave your guard down and let him catch you with a right. It's not a big deal at all for a hundred grand. You know what I mean? And yeah. that sadly is what I, I think will happen. What I'd rather happen for punk is him, uh, maybe hit the weight room a little bit instead of weight cutting, put on, uh, his natural, yeah, he like, looked pretty flabby. he looked pretty flabby, didn't he? He didn't look like he was in that good of shape to me. It's that old, uh, Triple H saying skinny fat. He was scrawny, yet he had some flab. And, well, he's, like we said, he's 39 and a half, 40 years old almost. Um, Vanilla midget, I think, was the term. Uh, that was Kevin Nash, I think. but um, It was. <clears throat> one of the cl- But uh, he said he was skinny fat, Triple H. Um, but uh, actually, in truth, he's about six foot one or two. Very, very similar size to me in person, and he wasn't wearing fucking Jericho six-inch shields. He was, uh, he was legit, um, but he's very thin, thin frame. You can't do much about that, but he can get to 200 again. You know what I mean? And uh, no, 205, yeah. and he's he's hey, great. Hey, you get on 205 on live. <laughs> yeah, he. I think he's earned at least in the wrestling side a little better than that. But um, okay, okay, we'll yeah, put him on main it, event. It was. It would be a crying shame if he didn't return to wrestling. And his take on that one interview was, "Well, I hate these." Referring to Twitter mostly because that's that's just turned into a fucking zoo. That goddamn social media. That's why I'm really down in the Facebook and Twitter might be next. But um, he said, "I can't understand these people. I'm done with pro wrestling. Uh, I can't understand these people living my life for me." Uh, I don't get what that what that is, and, and I guess I guess he doesn't take in the you know I I I see the weirdos, so I know what he's talking about. But he he's he's lumping everybody else in that really enjoyed his work, and enjoyed his interviews, and enjoyed his matches, and uh, just the whole spiel. It's clobbering time. I mean, it's all the personality. Yeah, I mean you got to admit if if uh, the Royal Rumble rolled around. And uh, you had no idea, and he popped out at number thirty. The fucking building would go nuts. I should have whatever yeah, number. Absolutely, absolutely. The that that would be past a pop, and he probably love every minute of it too. He's just kind of a stubborn cuss, from what they say. Yeah. So um, I, I guess we can close the book on him because we probably won't hear much out of him unless. For some reason, there's a top-secret all-in re- revelation or whatever. But 
Um, there is rumors. But, there are rumors going around that that he may he's appearing at the he's doing signings at All In, and it was revealed today or the other day that he will be doing the signings and they sold out so quick that he's actually going to extend his time to try to get to everybody. Um, to do that, however, I don't know. There seems to be something in place. Maybe him and Okada. Not saying it's going to happen, but there's rumors. And one one can never forget to look around and figure out where Mr. Jericho is at. Because he seems to just pop up wherever the hell he wants, whenever he wants. That's yeah. true. Well, yeah, now he's going to... But... He's got an even uh, bigger reason. Well, not a bigger reason, but he has a money reason now to do it, too. Because he's... Whatever happened there happened, so... He, uh, that's from what I from what I learned from another person that that ran a cruise who was a successful personality. Uh, it, it costs about one point five million to if you're going to have the entertainment that he has and stuff to run a the Jared cruise, if you mm-hmm. will. It, it, it takes a, a million and a half investment on your end. Just to uh, break even, you got to make a million and a half back. So, pretty ballsy move for Jericho to do that. So I could see why he's expanding himself everywhere. Um, got to stay relevant. You know, and then, yeah, I mean that that's his his baby, and he thought that WWE was going to kind of back him, and apparently they didn't. Um, but good luck to him because uh, a lot of people, even former guest Mick Foley, is going to be on that cruise. So I hope everybody, I hope he sells out all the <laughs> cabins and Nate would know a lot about that, that shit, but I don't. Uh, I'd have went on it if, if the baby's due in October. Otherwise, I'd, I'd be thinking about going on it. That looks like a hell of a good time. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of talent, and uh, I'm sure they're all going well, to just, just wrestling. out of price you know, to help It's not out. just wrestling either. It's, you know, there's rock bands, there's Some music, bands. there's wrestling, you know. A couple comedians. Professional comedians. Jim yeah, Brewer comedians, so which forth. almost every cruise ship has comedians on it. Like the one I was on had uh, Tim Smith and another guy. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. He was he was good, though. He's Both guys have been on, like, Last Comic Standing or Comedy Central or stuff like that. I forget who else he's got, but he's got Jim Brewer from Half Baked with Chappelle and Saturday Night Live fame. So he's yeah, he's actually is. spending some money. On What's the TV? Real, I don't remember who the guys are. Guys. Impractical Jokers, I think it's called. Are they on there too? I love too? Impractical Jokers. Yeah. Yeah, they're. So on he's there. he's, he's, he's covering all bases, and they're all going to hype it. They're all going to hype it on mm-hmm. their own accord. Uh, well, there's money actually, to be made. That, his that seems to be a, a that seems to be a big thing. His prices is, uh, are his prices are a little high. You know, though, the the rock but, cruise and the, there's a there's a kiss cruise and there's a you know there, that seems to be the kind of a, the flavor of the month sort of thing lately. A lot of the a lot of the bands have been are, doing it. His prices are steep though. I'll say that much. Prices are a little well. They probably need steep. to. They probably need to be. Yeah, he's got looking make at it right now. Back. Yeah, because he's like but, an interior room. Like, here's the thing: in an interior room on a cruise ship, normally, you can get a an interior room per person. You can get it for like four hundred and some, maybe 
maybe 500 pushing it. Interior room on this for two people is 749 a person, which is that a little high for an interior room with no windows. But then again, you know, you look at what all you get with it because that covers food and everything. You know, Jericho, yeah, Jim Ross. That word is, is booze, I think he said. That doesn't include booze. There's no way. Uh, I'd, be, for your I'd be fucked. Raw, but you can Jim buy Ross, some Jerry kind of Lawler package, though. are both on there. Kenny Omega, Cody, the Young Bucks, Dalton Castle, Marty Skrull, the Briscoes, Brandy Rhodes, Mandy Leon, Kelly Klon, Adam well, Page, some, Jay Lee. There's some kind of like uh, Ring of Honor fucking some kind of tournament or something going on on the boat. Yeah, they're right? doing the Sea of Honor tournament, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, see, Jay Lethal, yeah, Matt Taven, anyway. Christopher Daniels, Kaz, Flip Gordon, Kenny King, Silas Young, who's one of my favorites, uh, Beer City Bruiser, Delirious, Cheeseburger, BJ Whitmer, Rhett Titus, uh, Will Ferrara, let me see, DDP, Mick Foley, Ricky Steamboat, Rey Mysterio, Raven, Pat Patterson, James Ellsworth, Brian Cage, SoCal Val, Noel Foley, Melissa Santos, then there's going to be uh, Conan's Keeping It Real podcast is going to be on there, Busted Open Radio, Killing the Town, uh, Beyond the Darkness, then music by Corey Taylor, who's the lead singer of Slipknot, Fozzie, of course, uh, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, King, which is Carrie King's band, I believe, maybe, I could be wrong on that, The Stir, The Cherry Bomb, Shoot to Thrills, and ACD, all-female all ACDC cover band. Uh, Blizzard of Oz, which is an Aussie cover band. Then they've got Ron Funches, Craig Gass, Brad Williams, and Sal and Q's What Say You podcast. Those are the guys from Impractical Jokers. So that's the rundown. Yeah, so that's, a, that's a quite a few people. It is. It is. Get and that's, paid. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely taking a risk on that, but... A lot of the stuff he posted looks like it's been sold out. So, hey, more power to him. Not only that, he's going to have that uh, IWGP Intercontinental Championship on the boat with him, apparently. Depending on how I, long he uh, holds it. Why not? I've, I've been back and forth with him. Like, you know, when he put – I went over this before on here or somewhere. When he put over Fandango, it was kicking and screaming that he shouldn't. Turned out to be right because Fandango didn't get over to the degree that everybody thought. Um, but then he always used that as leverage to beat AJ Styles and other people that could have used his rub. So I was, you know, but if you if you look at it, it depends on which way you're looking at it. Business-wise, Chris Jericho in business for Chris Jericho is a genius. Chris Jericho in business to help the business is a dick so I, I don't know where I stand but I, I can tell you just from fan enjoyment that he reminded me finally of of a Brody Hanson Tiger Jeet Singh when he started throwing fucking barriers around and running through the crowd and hitting the young boys and all that other shit unscripted I love um, when he, when and it was swears from, at them yeah, very enjoyable we stuff. Him, we called him fuckface. I just about died. Hey, Tr. <laughs> Yo, you always bring up you always bring up the Jericho beating AJ Styles thing. Can I counterpoint to that? Sure. Just a small counterpoint. Jericho won that match, but Styles won the feud. 
if I look at it that way. Here's my thing. That match is remembered because it was at Mania, and Jericho went over, which nobody was expecting. But AJ Styles ended up being the guy that, that won that feud, and eventually, and the next, well, he didn't win the feud. He lost the match, but the next night on Raw, he wins a world title shot. Um, my thing is with him and Jericho, I know you, you say Jericho used his leverage to beat Styles, but Jericho's WrestleManias, Jericho's put a lot of, lot more guys over than Fandango at Mania, if you look at it. Um, he did win the European title at 16, which is his first Mania. He beat Regal at 17, and then he had the job to Triple H at 18, he loses to Michaels at 19. He loses to Christian at 20. He was in money. He was the guy credited with Money in the Bank ladder match, and he never won it. He was supposed to be the guy that came up with the concept. He never won it. Um, he he uh, he tapped out to Punk at 28. Um, so I don't know Jericho's legacy at Mania. You know, he, I think he kind of needed that win over Styles to kind of give him that big win because his biggest win at Mania was beating Edge and retaining the world title at WrestleMania 26. That's just my counterpoint today. Triple H, Michaels, and Punk, who are heads and tails bigger stars than him. So he had no shot at using leverage against them. Christian... Well, clearly. And and don't don't forget, it was earlier in in his career, too. Absolutely. And... Christian, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I might give you that. Well, that was the feud. But well, he the other he wrestled the Christian. other three. He wrestled Christian. He was having the he was having the uh, the thing with uh, oh shit Trish Stratus the the dating storyline, and it turned out Trish slapped him. Christian turned heel, um, and it just set up the feud for them. But he did job to Christian at Mania that year. My my perspective is the the younger town who could use the rub when he was forty five. Even Kevin Owens, he pinned, and all these other people. Uh, yeah, he did pin he Owens. He just or he didn't. He didn't pin Owens. He jobbed Owens. Owens beat him at Mania. Owens beat him in the end, but he he beat Owens first. Uh, well, he, he beat, he him beat first. everybody Owens first. Beat, yeah, I guess I could see your point, but. I don't know. I like to think that just because he wins, you know, Jericho putting over talent, if he puts over everybody, doesn't that kind of just make him meaningless when he comes back? If he's coming back and not beating no. anybody, then it's kind of like, yeah. Not if he's over. If The Rock okay. put 50 people over, The Rock would still get fucking, you know, babies thrown at him if he came back. You got to be over. But, um, yeah. I don't know. It was kind Whatever. of like a thing there for a while. Every time we saw Jericho, it's like, oh, okay, Jericho's back to put over somebody. Because he did it with Fondango, and we are like, okay, Jericho's just putting people over now. And then he beat Styles, and he's beat Owens. And it's like, okay, well, maybe he's not just putting people over now. I don't know. That's just a, a counterpoint. I'm not saying you're wrong, because, honestly, I agree with you, but I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate on that one. Well, I mean, we could fast forward through through that because it's really, you know, what do you call that? Uh, I don't know what the fuck that saying is, but but the current Jericho, so I can spin it positively, is yeah. uh, at four, at at forty seven, um, very entertaining. Um, he is. 
outside the WWE setting. Like if he put it this way, if he came back to WWE, which he did for that 25th or whatever it was, or maybe even another time, I, I lose track. But right he was in to the Elias, Royal Rumble. Yeah, that shit. Um, if he comes back, Elias and Braun Strowman are the most over homegrown people right now. If Jericho mm-hmm. comes back and feuds with them and pins either of those, he's a douchebag. If he lays down for them, he's he's a team player. Uh, I don't think he would ever all. go over Braun Strowman. <laughs> I know he'd try, and then he'd say, "It'd be better this if you if you want to know what he was." Uh, there's an old Rob Van Dam interview. They've squashed it since, but Rob mm-hmm. Van Dam went in detail about he's uh, the famous quote was, "Chris Jericho's a political bitch." Like, they had plans for Van Damme to beat him, and he's like, well, if we do it this way, then wouldn't we all... And Jericho, or Van Damme's like, no, we wouldn't more be over. You would just be pinning me. Um, anyway, and there would Vince and shit, and, and the, the guys that are... Pat Patterson, the guys that are putting out the match. No, but I think if I win tonight, that then six months down the road, it'll be more important. No, you just want to win tonight, Jericho. Just say it, you fucking jerk off. But anyway. Pulling the Hogan. Uh, enough. Pulling the Hogan. Yeah, he's pulling Hogan, but he's not a star of the level of Hogan. He's just a regular. He's he's right. Right. I mean, he'll be never Stephanie. be. He'll never be Hulk Hogan. I mean, Hulk Hogan's you know, a Mount Rushmore guy, but Jericho's getting to the point now where he's he's pretty important person in pro wrestling. He's a huge name. Sure. I mean, of course, and right. I'll never say that he's going to be as big as Hogan because he's not, and he and nobody really will. Like the closest or thing you'll get to Austin. Hogan be like Cena. No, no, he's not Rock Austin, even though he did beat them both in the same night. But uh, <laughs> I've never heard that. Before. He'd like to. That's his trouble. Is he'd like to think he is though. Yeah, he believes well, he is. Uh, I'll make the argument that if you're in the business and you've done all he's done, wouldn't you think? Oh, I mean, wouldn't you at I least don't, don't want to buy your own hype a little bit? Buy I mean, if I've done everything that man has done, I would at least, you know, I would buy the hype a little bit. But he's still um, here. I can, I can think of 10 remember, guys I put ahead of him. I'm a lot younger. I'm a lot younger than you guys. So I look at Jericho as... When I first saw Jericho, he was, you know, the Lionheart. Uh, I didn't see tapes from Japan. The first time I ever saw him was on WCW TV, and I watched him go. And, you know, you guys may not have watched him when I did because I know both of you guys were kind of, like, out of wrestling for a little while. I watched him when he was in the, in the dark times, you know, post-Attitude Era when hardly anyone was watching. Jericho, well, to me, is a the feud with Goldberg was in '98. That was amazing. And he didn't, that was, and he didn't uh, want a job. To go, he didn't want to do the job to Goldberg for God's sake. When he wanted to do the job. The job he just didn't want to do the squash. Okay, but that was the job for Goldberg, right? That's how you lose to Goldberg. Everybody else did. Well, he was trying life. to build. He was trying to build the feud up to Goldberg. Like he kept calling him out, calling him out, and they were actually going to do a program together of several matches. But Goldberg just wanted to squash him. Yeah, and rightfully so. Yeah, Goldberg drew at that, gray at, at that point. point. Rightfully so. Chris Jericho was a nobody, except except in Chris Jericho's mind, which, like you say, is that's how he got 
I mean, I'll give him all the credit in the world. Uh, he I will agree the Goldberg streak and... ended way too early. The Goldberg streak did end way too early. But Jericho, I think Jericho could have really got something out of Goldberg had they let him, you know, had they let that feud actually happen and not just, oh, okay, Goldberg well, squash sure. him. I'm not sure that anybody could get all that much out of Goldberg. He's not a very good wrestler. You're telling me. Regal got something out of him. <laughs> the longest Goldberg match was 11, 11 minutes against Brock Lesnar, the most indestructible force. And, and Jericho's not Brock Lesnar either. He's not that level of stardom. And, no, he's not. Are you sure that was the Goldberg, longest Goldberg match? No, but, I mean, that's the longest that's um, that anybody in like to take him. It's the longest in, in under bright lights. Like, you know, big time show. That's the longest he last. Oh. You know, Brock Lesnar gave him some back and forth and whatever, and Brock his, didn't have his actual. His longest singles match was against Triple H, at Unforgiven of Three, where he finally won. Right, a how long was that? Uh, fifteen years. I can't say as I recall that, but I mean, my my. It went fifteen. It went. It went fifteen minutes. It was a fifteen minute match. That's his longest match. Yeah, okay, but what happened in it? Was there a run-in or did some shit go no, down? No, Goldberg won. spent seven minutes doing nothing? No, it was a match. Like, Triple H worked the leg. Actually had a match. That still doesn't involve Goldberg doing anything, though. That guy's going to be hot. they could do I mean, the only move that he had was his squash. That's all he could do. And he didn't do that very well. Listen, I'm not going to argue. I don't like Goldberg. I'm not a fan. Several people. Like, when he came back, I was pissed. When he came back and he beat Lesnar, I was pissed. I wanted Lesnar to squash the oh, fuck out of him. You don't like him because he ended your hero's career. Besides that, the dude couldn't work. <laughs> I mean, I hate to sound like an internet no, fan, he, but he, he I never was a huge... I just never was a fan of, of guys who couldn't work very well. Like no, I'm couldn't. not a I'm not a Hogan guy. So I you, never was. You don't like the Road Warriors? Okay, you got me there. Yeah. I did like the Road Warriors. Yeah, they were pretty pretty not that great according to everyone's reports and stiff as hell from past stiff from what most people ever. They said. weren't great workers, but man, they were, that gimmick was Loved awesome. Too, okay, so I, I can't. I'll admit it. I'm a Road Warrior. I'm a Road Warrior, Mark. Yeah, no, I can't argue that one either. I, well, there's a million Goldberg fans that that don't think of him the way you do and there's you know a hundred thousand Jericho fans comparatively speaking but let's move on this we're just spinning our wheels of that stuff that doesn't matter I like Jericho right now I like what he's doing so well, I do too um, I mean that, that's what fuck it's down to no you too you fuck face well we're allowed to disagree he, we disagree respectfully we didn't call each other dumbasses but, like these dumb fucks on the internet he we'll never, we'll never come to any con- we'll never come to any consensus, so we can only kick that horse for so long before it I guess yeah, boring I, I what Tom's trying to trying to point no, out. He is a very big star there and should be respected for his longevity, relevance, uh business sense, etc. I just didn't like And him. quality and and quality of matches. Mm, I guess. Yeah, he's uh, you know. He's good he's had good matches. He has. Good work. He's had bad ones, too. Don't get me wrong. He's had bad ones, but he's had good ones, too. But well, let's switch to something that I can relate to, but not for eight days now. 
eight days ago was my buddy's wedding. I've been chilling on drinking as it is, but uh, that was the last time I uh, partook in alcohol. But this relates to one Corey Graves. I wasn't with the man, but I have the same insomnia. And I watched him tweet tons, which told me that he may have been under the influence considering at one point he added Vince McMahon and added Triple H in his... Yes, I saw that. Unless it's a strange new age work about being punk rock and that's going to bring CM Punk back to the business, which is highly uh, highly doubtful. This was a drunk guy whose feelings were hurt letting it out on Twitter because... Either he was in a hotel room on the road or his family was asleep and he was bored because he kept tweeting to the public about CM Punk held my baby and now he won't even have lunch with me when I'm in Chicago and he doesn't want to be associated with wrestling people. That's kind of shit. I wrote shit like that. And then the next day I'm like, what? And then in the dawn of... Roseanne getting fired, having the number one rating. You think a fucking announcer's not expendable when you're at the two bosses with this nonsense? Yeah. I mean, very poor judgment. Um, I hope he doesn't get fired. Um, I hope he has a good goddamn reason for doing all that shit till 5, 6 in the morning from, like, 10 at night. Like, tweet after tweet after tweet. Okay, you worked indies, you shared cars, you fucking came up together. Whatever. I worked, Tim's favorite word, ding, 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 SEPTA. Spectre. 14 years. I shared the same break room with guys. I fucking had lunch with the guys. I fucking drove here. I went out socially with the guys. I don't talk to any of them. There are some on Facebook, but I don't hang out with any of them. Get over it. Life changes shit moves on what the fuck is it with wrestling that people think that you got to be friends because you you met somebody and you hung out with them two times i mean jesus christ get over it what the fuck no i don't want to have lunch with you i don't wrestle anymore uh, you know i'm i'm, I'm a ufc guy well it's, closed. it's like your specter analogy the reason you were friends with those people was because you worked in the same place. And once you didn't, that was that was the reason, because yeah, I'll bet you dollars to donuts, most of what you talked about was bitched about work. Right. Right. And when that, when that common denominator isn't there anymore, it's not that the guys are dicks or anything, but, okay, well, what do we have in common now? Well, not really that much. Not much. And, I don't, see, and I don't see you... Yeah, I don't. I don't run into you now. I'm going to have to make, you know, plans to run into you. And of course, well, <laughs> we all know, we all know that two of the three people in the wide men are about as antisocial as they come. So, yeah, that's how that goes, though. Well, the, people, you know, the thing, but your the life thing moves is, on and goes different directions, and it does. And I agree. And I think Graves took it a little like he took it way too personal. I think he took it a little hard. But the thing was. It kind of felt like Punk was just like, okay, I left wrestling, so when I leave wrestling, the relationships I made in the past, the quote-unquote friends I had, even though I was just working there, 
you know, all these times we shared together, none of that means dick to me anymore because I'm in a new place in my life. If that was the case, then the people, like, of course you lose touch with a lot of people, but I still have people that I don't talk to as often, but if they message me and they're like, hey, when you're free, let's grab lunch. Oh, okay, you know, we'll get together. You know, I haven't seen you in a while. Sure. Yeah, but I would... I would respect. You know, I don't just because I don't just because my friend that I went to high school with went to a different college than I went to. It's like, you know, I don't I don't punish them by saying, "Oh, you're a part of my life in the past. I'm I'm done with I'm done with high school. I'm done with you. I don't need you anymore." No, I mean, maybe that maybe I'm just a little rude. Maybe I'm just thinking he's a little rude about it. You've never never left. All all you have to do to test that theory is move move away. Move to uh, move to L.A. and live there for ten years, and then tell me how much you talk to the people you went to high school with. You just don't, and it's not because they're dicks. It's not because you hate them. It's got nothing well, to do I with that. I get that. that. You just, know, I don't hang out with people from my old direction. Dog, you know, I, maybe he's got. But I also maybe a bit don't. Both there. I, he, yeah, but I, I get that. But I, I also don't wrestling say. And, well, look, I don't like – there's jobs I've had that I don't like. I don't like the jobs. But still, like, some of the people were all right. Like, no, I'm not going to text them daily. But if someone sends me a text, like, people I haven't heard from in years, they send you a text, you know, hey, how you doing? Or, hey, like, a friend of mine, he moved He moved away. A, 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 one of my best friends, he moved away. Uh, we don't talk hardly ever anymore. But – Occasionally, he comes, you know, I'll get a message. He's coming through. Hey, I'm coming back. I'll be in for such and such days. Let's grab lunch or let's hang out. Yeah, that's do different, something. though. Uh, I How's mean, uh, Tom, how many friends did, how popular were you in high school, Tom? You had lots of friends, right? Uh, in, in the actual high school, I don't know. But I had lots of friends at that age. Yeah, but you, period, you yeah. knew lots of people, and lots of people knew you. And if you went yeah. somewhere, you didn't have any problem finding somebody to yap at, correct? Not at all. All right. How many of those people do you talk to now? None. None. It is just... Um, yeah, I mean, again, talk that might to... Be a, that might be a generational cool. thing. Talk to is cool. Yeah. Like via social media. Ah, oh, cool, you, you got a five-year-old. Good for you. Yeah. But God after bless. that, what do I care? Yeah, but That's if Graves thought he and Punk were very close friends, because apparently Graves well, thought might, they were close. Punk, I don't think... I, Punk might not I don't have think Graves... That, well, Punk may not have. And that's then if that's the case, then this is a completely different story. But I can understand that Graves, you know, was upset that he thought he had a good friend who basically threw him away when he threw his job away. And you know, it's, and if you're drinking, that's hurtful. Yeah. I can get over it. Snowflake. <laughs> still no excuse. Still no excuse to at your bosses and go on a bitch fest on Twitter. Still no excuse for that. But still, he had to be. Drunk. Well, he had to be drunk. And it didn't happen like, yesterday either. I mean, he's been gone for what three years. I'm a great yeah. fan. I should say. I think he's pretty good with uh, he keeps up with um pop culture and drops uh new stuff into the commentary and that dope coach like doesn't get it and you can hear the frustration between he and Cole and stuff but he had to be drunk to at Vince McMahon and that's a typical move 
that I would do, like a dumb fuck thinking, <laughs> oh, they'll understand. Uh, you know, as a drinker, I can relate even more. You start romanticizing these things that aren't real, aren't reality. Uh, so Punk had all the attention. Oh, that was my buddy. Like, you know, like Mick Foley was my okay. buddy. He's been to my house. But, I, like, when we had him on, I wasn't going to call him 20 times and be like, look, man, we're friends. Get on. I let him be until he well, was no, ready to come no. on. Well, look, if Graves, if Graves texted him, like, 100 times saying, hey, we need to get together, hey, we need to do this, hey, text me back, then that's annoying and he should stop. But if he sent the guy one text and said, hey, would you like to get lunch, and the dude replied with, no, you're in wrestling, fuck off, then, then he's being a dick. But if, if Graves bothered well, him constantly, then I'll agree with you guys. Then that was ridiculous. There's there's also a factor that was mentioned by Graves in these fucking woe is me tweets that Punk was being sued by the company he works for. Punk had a fallen out with Cabana before the trial, about six months before the trial, because Cabana went backstage allegedly, or to the hotel by Punk's, or by Cabana's story and saw, like, Kevin Owens and all those dudes and whoever that he knew. Um, They were being sued by the doctor, Chris Amen, or whatever the fuck you say his name. The former doctor. He's not the doctor there anymore. Yeah, whatever he is. Uh, Cabana could have lost a million dollars, which he probably doesn't even have, and Punk could have lost a couple million dollars. And this is from the WWE doctor, former, whatever you want to call it. But it's about, it's a WWE case. Kane was there and all kind of shit, all kinds of people were subpoenaed and shit like that. Yeah. Just leave me to fuck alone, dude, man. Like if I'm suing SEPTA, I'm not going to hang out with a SEPTA dude. Well, you know, I guess like, I can see that point, thinking? too. Or Seth is suing well, me, rather. Maybe he was just a bit naive, too. Maybe he thought they maybe. were. There's a possibility that he thought they were better friends than they were. I'm um, thinking that's the case. Or it's like perhaps. The Rock. I'll take it a step further. Nobody can get a hold of The Rock. If Steve Austin wanted The Rock, he, he'd have trouble. And you don't think they were closer than Graves and Punk? Probably. It's like, well, Steve Austin they were like, friends, you can't though. get to the rock. You know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Just because you worked together and you were, I mean, you hear about that. I mean, that happens in the music business all the time. Shit, guys are in bands for ten, fifteen, twenty years and fucking hate each other. You know, it's not. It, it can't be all that surprising that yeah, okay, we worked together and we got along, but I didn't really ever consider us to be bosom buddies or anything. I assume yeah. there's many, many people there. Uh, Graves was the voice of them, I guess. And his, he had. I had. I have to say it again. As a guy that's been up all night drinking and posting like a dumb fuck. His post where he wasn't being specific, where he said that guy was my friend and stuff like that. Okay, get some shit off your chest. You're overreacting. You're emotional. Blah 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 blah. But when he added Vince McMahon and Triple H, Jesus Christ, yeah, he either got dumb. reamed today, or he's getting reamed Monday, or he'll be gone, or or 
his his only way out is to say, man, I have a real problem with alcohol. I, I, I'm so sorry. And then they can't fire him. Um, and it would be a shame if he got fired, I, but it was really like a dumb doubt, fucking move. I doubt he gets fired over this. Uh, will he get an ass chewing? Guaranteed he gets an ass chewing. But I don't think he'll get fired. Lesser At least thing, I hope he got not. people fired. If he did it while he was but he was doing it for nine hours. He might hours. not get fired, but there's a good chance he could get demoted for a while. That's true. Or get send him back to NXT where the matches are. <laughs> send him back to NXT where the internet will praise him again. <laughs> yeah, where he was way better when they let him do his thing. It's amazing yeah, how Vince not in your ear makes everything, just makes the difference. Even Michael Cole. Michael Cole at the UK Championship last year did a phenomenal job with Vince yeah, not in the network. I can't even imagine. I know how annoyed we all get when there's three of us and we're just talking and you're trying to talk yeah. and somebody says something over top of you and you kind of, you don't get mad, but you kind of go, you know, or you have to stop yourself or whatever. Now imagine you've got somebody in your ear and more than one screaming yeah. their fucking head off. While you're trying to talk on live television. For a a word. Like if you say title, what is it, Nate? You would know. Title instead of belt or something. uh, You can't say belt. You have to say title or championship. You can't say belt. Yeah, you can't say, uh, like when a guy gets hurt, they can't say hospital or ambulance. No, it has to be medical facility. Yeah, he's got other words. So you're in the heat of the moment. And you say yeah. that, and then you're here. What the fuck are you saying? Yeah, like, meanwhile, you're, though, you're you're also still trying to call a match that's going on, and you got right. somebody fucking reaming you a new one. Yeah, I'm I surprised so that. sweaty. I'm surprised that somebody doesn't break and just go, you know, Vince, can you just shut the fuck up? Just uh, have you ever saw that, the video? Probably. Have you ever seen uh, the video? You ever seen the video uh, where it's like on a commercial or something and uh, Vince is talking to Cole and Cole's like, you know, I've said that like three times already. Maybe we shouldn't do that. And then you just hear, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like well, Cole's I like, guess I if don't want to keep say your, that again. If you want to keep your job, but I, like I said, I'm surprised somebody who knows that they're, you know, when you get to the point where you kind of know you're done and you don't really give a shit yeah. anymore, I'm surprised somebody hasn't just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that somebody just hasn't went off and said they ruined the, you know, because what are they going to do live? I mean, uh, they'd cut it for the West Coast, I suppose, but. No, but there's a delay. It would be there. There's uh, a delay. Well, not if I ranted long enough, there wouldn't be. Or are you going to have You can what, cut the audio without cutting the video. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll go silent. Sensors. They do it. I'm going. They go silent. They go silent. They go silent if a crowd, somebody in the crowd says, you know, fuck or something. They they cut That's all true. audio. I'm, uh, like, they'll just cut I'm, the my audio. Mic is you down and I'm into all the you ring. want. <laughs> I'm into the ring and I pull off my, my shirt. And then they'll and send a... security out there to get the guy, and then they'll have the other two mm-hmm. guys that like their job and paying their bills saying, sorry for that technical difficulty. Also, mm-hmm. Michael Cole had a stroke. So back to the action. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's not well. well. Me. Go ahead, and Yeah, I, I don't know. I just it it, 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 when you think about it, it's amazing that the product is even half as good as it is. Because I don't know how you could. I couldn't take it. It's better than that. It's so, honestly better than it was 
I would say right now it's better than it was during the tenure of guest hosts. People act like this is the worst wrestling they've ever seen. Folks, go back to when there were guest hosts that weren't Bob Barker, because Bob Barker was awesome. Right. And go back to whenever like Vern Troyer guest hosted. Rest in peace, Mini Me. But like, yeah, so said, Seth I, Green. Seth Green. I would argue hosted. further that it's Ugh. not the wrestling that's bad. No, I don't no, think the wrestling is all that horrible. It's that we, those of us who are older, anyway, we want psychology storyline, some mic work. We were that's what we're missing. It's not because the wrestling is shit. I maintain point to any of it. the reason why we dislike the product so much, and I'm going to stick to this, the reason why we like dislike the product so much is because we get so much wrestling now on a weekly basis. We get three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. If you watch 205 Live, that's another hour. NXT is another hour on Wednesdays. And you yeah, get so much. Then all. they have all these... They get all these specials on the network. Then there's a pay-per-view, and the pay-per-view could go four and a half, five hours. I think Tom and I had come to the conclusion that it was even simpler than that. The wrestling that we grew up with is not there anymore. It's just that simple. And we don't like it because it isn't what we used to see. And that's all it is. It's not about anything else. If you come to wrestling tomorrow... You know, when you're 12 years old and you first it's the first time you've ever seen Raw, and you probably yeah, and you love it. Well, there you go. But for us, yeah. that's not the case. We remember what it used to be, and you know, get off. <laughs> as I've come to say quite a bit, get off my goddamn yard. Don't pull your pants up. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. You know, it's just it's the way it is, and it's it's much me not wanting to adapt to the new stuff as it, it is them having new stuff. Well, that and think about it like this. Back when you were younger, just to my point, for me at least, Monday Night Raw was the only wrestling that came on other than like WCW Nitro. They came on at the exact same time. Nitro started an hour earlier. It was a three-hour show. That's all the wrestling you got. That's it. You got, if you were a WWF fan, you got two hours on Monday. That's it. You didn't get more than that. Yeah, there were I, didn't only, even, I didn't even get that much, and that's why that yeah, other and, shit is, was important. That's why that other stuff was important, though. And think about like, it like you know, this: if they had Would Saturday you, night's main event. When you cut the promo, you had to tell me in the promo what the hell was going on, or else exactly I, what was the point? I, I didn't know why. Okay, well, why is wrestler A mad at wrestler B, and who fuck for that matter? Who the hell is wrestler B? I don't. I don't even know. Never seen this guy before. Like, I remember when Ric Flair, he was Flair. I mean, I knew who he was, but I'd never really ever seen him wrestle because I didn't get anywhere to watch NWA up here in Canada. It wasn't on. I said, okay, well, here's this Ric Flair guy. Okay, well, I've seen the pictures in the magazine and, you know, read all that kind of crap. But to be honest, when I first saw Ric Flair, I was like, in the ring? Who the fuck is this joker? guy's not really very not really very good not because he was already old by that point i guess but i wasn't all that and, impressed and with then, rick flair and then when you got to actually watch the pay-per-views they used to mean something because there was only four 
Then they went to monthly pay per views because we got to make more well, money. Well, the match was made. They were having that match for a reason. It wasn't because yeah. well, we got to have a seventeen fucking hour pay per view, so we got we got to have three hundred matches they do because now. we got to fill the time up. And something they do now that drives me up a fucking wall. If Roman Reigns, example here, if Roman Reigns is going to fight Braun Strowman at the pay-per-view, let's say. Or, you know, let's let's say... Yeah, they shouldn't have a match gonna, until the pay-per-view. They shouldn't touch each other. They shouldn't That's be right. in a six-man you see, tag. You see for if the you next put six weeks. If you put them in a six-man tag... If you put them in a six-man tag, Roman Reigns should get the hot tag. Somebody should tag Braun Strowman. And not to make Braun look like a chicken shit, but if he's going to be the heel in this situation, whoever the heel is, they should yeah, tag in thing, and right? walk away. Walk up okay, the well, here I got, because I got a good example for you that I read the other day, and it never really even occurred to me until I read it. Somebody said, this is, this is how the WWE has slipped in those regards. They have what, at one time... Uh, did, neither of them wrestled for WWE. You got Styles and Nakamura. The best finish that WWE has been able to come up with for those guys is punching each other in the balls. I'm still here. Well, that the fact that, and that's the fact that they've had four they've had four matches already, and right, but you know, two, not saying that they were meaningless, but no, but they two haven't of them, been the finish the has been matches. a punch in the nuts. Two of the greatest workers or that anybody would probably, not of all time or anything, but definitely two guys who can definitely work. And the best finish they can come up with is he's going to low blow them. That's, that's our I don't finish. Mind, I don't mind the low blow finish because it does help the story. Because they used to do that. Then we, had a day, dub, but... then we had a double low blow finish. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, TR. Go ahead and eviscerate us. Go ahead and eviscerate us. No, I just, uh, I I don't really like talking wrestling. Like, you know, it's just not for me anymore because my interest level isn't the same. Um, But, you know, I always watch it and I always keep up with it. But, uh, segue about new versus old and shit like that. I happened mm-hmm. to in in contacting you guys through that group message and stuff when I told you I was going through shit and waiting for something or whatever. Uh, I happened to flip by drop the mic on TBS. Uh, first of all, before I say anything about tonight's episode, for all you dumbbells out there, um, the people that are rap battling each other have a staff of writers comedy writers in the most cases maybe some hip hop writers I don't know but definitely comedy writers because I just know how that works there's no uh, way David Schwimmer wrote his own rap I'll tell you that right thank you Um, my buddy Pat Barker gets gigs like that all the time he wrote for the Spike Man uh, whatever awards they had remember they had the Spike Awards and he, he wrote the rock shit you know what I mean so like there's 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 staff making sure you're not just putting some dumbbell out there to do it, and they have time to memorize it and all that shit. Uh, I, I taped it. I didn't really watch it because I had other things going on, but I did watch a little segment of Carmella, uh, Alicia Fox, and the Bellas against the Glow Chicks. 
I watched like maybe two minutes of it. All we hate about the WWE writers and scripts and shit, you could just put, play that tape to anybody that would argue that they should let people talk. Because the Bellas and, and, and Carmella and Alicia Fox were so bad at communicating that rap or whatever you want to call it with, with you know, half-decent lines that were written for them. They're so bad communicators. I don't know if it's this generation or the fact that they get paid the same anyway, like, you know, where you used to say Superstar Billy Graham and, and Dusty Rhodes knew that they had to talk people into the building and Roddy Piper mm-hmm. and so forth. I mean, maybe it's the less pressure where all you have to do is learn how to bump, learn how to be in the right place at the right time, tuck your chin, look beautiful, work out, you know, et cetera. And maybe Dusty's passing has hurt the promo class. I don't know. But it was, if you get a chance to, to look at it, it is so brutal. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm, I'm the guy who watches Total Bellas, Total Divas, and all that shit. But the way, like, Nikki and, and Bree talk all slow and Kardashian-ish, imagine that with a rap. It was, it was so bad. And conversely, the Glow Chicks, who I'd never even seen, before, I'd never watched that show, even though Marin's on. I think I watched half an episode on Netflix. But they got it because they're actresses. They have chops. They can speak. And Was Allison Bree you know, rapping? They, who? Allison Bree, she was on Glow. She was one of the main stars. I love her. Probably. She was in. Uh, four, she four was in the them. show Community. She was in the show Community. She played Annie. If you never get a chance, watch the show Community. It's hilarious. When I watch the back, I'll let you know if she was one of them. But I mean, okay. I, I I don't I didn't even stay for the finish because I think the crowd does it. Um, cheer by cheers. But mm-hmm. God, those four, Carmella. Alicia Fox, you know, she's a sister. You think she'd have a little bit. Hers was fucking horrible, too. Um, just just getting it out, you know. You have a little flow, like, yeah, you know I mean, and, you know, yo, Nate, what's up? You, you know what I mean? And just come at the person. But they were, like, in their own regular white person voices, like, you guys are so bad that. <laughs> I watched, I watched like SmackDown terrible. last week, and they had that stupid Carmella was on. And you could hear the announcers audibly groan when she spits out, Mella is money. Yeah, she's money. She's, she must. And it's just like, oh, my God, woman. Like, my, come my, up with a new my delivery. Guess, my um, guess on Carmella is she's so she's doing what she's told. Well, Big Cass <clears throat> dumped her or she dumped him or something. And she, uh, a rumor was that she fucked. John Cena, and uh, maybe John Cena said to some higher-ups, this girl eats ass. She must eat ass or something that the other divas don't do, because when everybody's hot. <laughs> She's worth keeping like, around, because if why would the champ? Dust, why would the champ be, like, terrible at everything? She's not good at anything. She's not good in the ring. She's not good at talking. She's not over... She moonwalks. Let me tell you why. Can I tell you why? Okay. I came up with this a while back. 
Um, I'm just now revealing it on the world. Maybe maybe I'm Johnny come lately for just figuring this out, but I think I realize why they're doing what they're doing. If you ever notice, the people that WWE, uh, they don't really push them as heels. They don't really push a face-heel dynamic anymore outside of the Roman Reigns factor. Let me tell you why. They, when they want to heal, they get somebody who absolutely is awful. They get someone who can't cut a promo. They get someone who can't wrestle in the ring. They get someone who the fans detest, who they cannot stand, a la Baron Corbin. He's a heel because people think he can't work. They don't hate him. They don't hate him. Because he's a bad, they don't hate him because he's a bad guy. The crowd hates him because they think he can't work and do his job, and he's taking the spot of somebody who can. Carmella can't can't wrestle for shit, can't cut a promo, not even the prettiest girl in the locker room, but she's the champ. Why? She's a heel because people can't stand her because they think she's shit. Gender Mahal, everybody's been bitching about gender. Gender's a heel because people can't fucking stand him because he can't wrestle. They've made the business to the point everyone knows it's a work. Okay, who's the heels? The people that everyone think can't work, and that's how they do it now. Mojo Raleigh, Baron Corbin, all the guys that we bitch about and everybody online bitches about, they're not good workers. They're not the best promo cutters. You think Kevin Owens is really a heel? Hell no. The crowd eats him up. They love him. He's not a heel. He's just a dude. They're not pushing him as a face. They're not pushing him as a heel. He's just a guy. The guys they push to be heels are the ones who aren't good, which is why Gender was world champion, which is why Carmel has been women's champion. That's how they do it now. It has nothing to do yeah. with your character. It has everything to do with what they think will get heat. People that can't work get heat. Boring matches when we say, are now the way to be a heel. When we say they, though, is hmm? it just Vince? Is when we say they, the only one that can sway Vince's opinion at all is is his precious little girl. So Vince and yeah. Steph say. I mean, Kevin Dunn's got some influence, and uh, you know, but guys like Michael Hayes and Arn Anderson, and they're just like. Fuck it, I'm making a couple hundred grand a year to just show up at TV and sometimes go on the road. Sometimes Adam Pierce gets set and I get four days off. Who gives a fuck? Uh, it's a job to them, and they're still in the wrestling yeah. business. So, you know, God bless them. But yeah, yeah. who is they? It's got to be Vince and Steph, and that's got to come from the old adage that the hardcore fans are going to still come just so they can bitch anyway. And we're at sixty plus dollars a share right now, which is. Uh, I think six it comes to the fact that it was not only. I think Vince still goes at it with the old school mentality. He knows what he likes. Big cast, big dude, tall, you know, big monster. Not a good worker. They put him with Enzo. He was over. He didn't have to talk. He didn't have to. He didn't have to sell. All he had to do was come in and make the comeback. All right, what'd they do? They turned him heel. All they did was let him go out and wrestle. He was shit. Crowd knew it, picked up on it. Boom, instant heel. They get the reaction they wanted. Jinder Mahal, same thing. Foreign heel, going to a new market in India. 
Let's push the guy. Let's give him the title. Can't push him as a face because nobody will like him. They tried the old school heel tactics. It didn't really, you know, people booed him. But they didn't boo him for the fact he was Indian, like Vince wants to think. They booed him because they Did didn't like his work. Did you move your you Say it again. TR? Tim, do we have TR? Did we lose Thomas? Kind of lost him. Tom, you there? Kind of lost you there. I, I still can't hear him. No, I can't hear him either. He may have... Uh, TR, did you hit mute? He may have decided he had enough and just pretended his phone was broken too. Not to talk anymore. He's still... Still shows him I don't know what there. He just well, kind of faded out there on. for a second. And it, it, it still says he's yeah. there. That's weird. I, I don't know. Say la vie. We <laughs> only got 15 minutes left anyway, so... We got 15 minutes left, time and to I posted out. that we were going to talk about the New Japan's Dominion, but we never did. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> he's okay. Now the call. There he goes. Yeah, I don't know what dropped, he did. So he may. Well, we'll wait. TR called back. Minutes, we'll run yeah. through the Dominion results. Well, I don't even. Because I did want to talk about even, Dominion. Well, you'd be talking by yourself because the only thing I know is that. Uh, well, well, I, I haven't watched two, it. I, guess, but I haven't watched. I know it. that Jericho won, and I knew that. Omega one, and that's all I know. Yeah, I, I didn't get to watch it yet. I'd like to watch it, just haven't had the time. Well, I did hear uh, that the uh, that the, the Jericho Naito match was pretty good. I, yeah, I heard the Omega I Okada was, uh, match was good. I'm looking at the run times. The, the Jericho a, match. I believe it got a, a four four and a half. Good. I believe it received. So from, from Almighty who? God. From oh, Almighty from, God. From him. Okay, I don't I don't give a shit what he thinks, so it doesn't matter. Uh here nope, we go. He's back. You back? He's back. In Hello. The again. There he is. There he is. Now you I can hear him. now I can hear you guys loud and clear. Uh I guess I don't know what happened, but um you were starting to talk that was about probably, that was probably Scott trying to dive in on the call. We're cutting you off, you prick. You're not getting on tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't. I've I've had a, a bad enough day with without him coming in. Um, anyway, you were saying, but you were starting to uh, make a point about a big cast, and then it sounded like when we talk, if you're driving and you lose your connection for a second, and then I said, Nate, uh-huh. uh, are you okay? And you were like, T R, are you there? And then Tim spoke, and Tim sounded that way too. So I'm guessing it's my connection. Maybe I don't know why. I haven't moved or anything, but we do have really crappy weather right now. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It may yeah, have. Kind of um, away. Yeah, you were saying something, and it was just... I was like, oh, okay. Um, no, basically what I was saying is I just think Pete, like Big Cass was another one. They pushed him, and um, he's not good in the ring. The people boo him. They put him with Daniel Bryan. They don't like it. That's their hero, and there you go. That's how you turn a guy heel. You put a guy that's not very good in the ring and just say, okay, go out there and do minimal moves, and people will hate you. And then come back and have a boring match. match. That's what I cool. think. Yeah. I got, I, I, I'm bad in the ring, so maybe this is the prime time for me to get a job. 
There you go. Speaking of getting a job, me and Tim were also starting to talk about Dominion with the last like thirteen minutes. Thirteen WWE minutes we have. Wrestling. Um, Man Enterprises is pleased to announce the return yeah. of T R Shock. Yes. <laughs> we have to. We have to. Before we get into the whole thing, we have to uh, congratulate. Uh, friend of the show, as they say. Yes. Big Mike. Yes. Oh, indeed. Michael Elgin. Yes. Looking like a million bucks with that keto diet or keto, however you say it, K-E-T-O diet. Yeah, that's it's basically a low carb. It's solid, solid diet. I didn't want to the go. See the match, but I read that, and I'm not sure if I got this right or, or which direction, that he either took a couple of horrific bumps or that he caused a couple. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember which way, but apparently it, it was like, holy fuck moments. So I saw well, the, finish, the, the, finish was, the finish was good. His big ass dove, and I saw a still shot, and he looked like, uh, I don't know, it was NBA dunk contest. He looked like he was about uh, three feet on top of the top rope before he landed on those two poor souls outside. So maybe that's what Tim was talking about. I'm going to have to find the full match like tonight or something. Maybe he needs a, uh, perhaps he needs a tag partner, Tom. <laughs> we lost he's him again. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not going to touch that. Holy crap, I'd have been all over that. Yeah. Must, yeah, we got, lost him again. I don't know what's some going on. Typ- some typical Philadelphia weather out there or something. Hold on, here he is. WWE owns the internet. Hello. Hey, you're Hello. back. Yeah, I was talking about Elgin for like one second, and then it, it just went off. So it's it's my end. It's definitely my end for sure. Hmm. Well, we're just about, we've got ten minutes left, so we can struggle through ten minutes here and Nate, did you get the yeah, we, Dominion yet? In full? I haven't got to watch it yet. I have not got to watch it yet, but um, I did. I've seen the results, so. Me too. I do plan on. Um, I do plan on watching it. I I think from the results that the better match they've they, it was like a better card than uh, any dome show in recent memory. The the card was pretty stacked, um, all things considering. Um, Jericho, and here's an interesting fact, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Um, if I'm not mistaken, every single title, except for one, changed. Uh, the Neverweight yeah. title changed. The WGP Heavyweight titles changed. Um, the Junior Heavyweight Championship title changed. The Intercontinental and the Heavyweight title. The only one that stayed the same was the... Uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion Suzuki Gun held on to him. Uh, shame there was no uh, no sighting of our boys, the uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer, not on this show, which sucks because they're great yeah. guys. Lance Archer, friend of the show, Killer Elite Squad. But uh, we'll look here at the results. Suzuki Gun, which was El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemura defeated Ropiki 3K, which is Show and Yo, and they retained the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles. Match Rapongi, goes nine minutes twenty. Rapongi. Rapongi. 
listen, okay? I watch New Japan occasionally. I don't watch it that often, yes, okay? Yes, Scott, right. Yeah, but Rapongi is the area that, well, I don't know about you, Nate, because you're, uh, you know, very um, faithful and all that and non-drinker and whatever. Uh, Tim, you know, you're in a relationship, but in your younger days, me and Tim, would have fun in the Rapongi district. That's where they named their tag team after Love Japan. Oh, okay. Because it's it's got oh, a lot of food, a lot of easy women. Like the red light district. Yeah, a, a lot like that. A lot. It's it's the place to go for degenerates like me if I'm ever in Japan. Oh, okay. Well, the second the second match, uh, Tajiki Japan, Juice Robinson, and Dave Finley defeat Chaos, Jay White, and Yoshihashi. Just a tag match, 7 minutes, 26 seconds. There's one of your top three in the world, TR, Juice Robinson. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> uh, well, fuck you next guys, match. you fucking Tom Robinson. I can't do it either. Sorry. <laughs> Suzuki Gun, which is Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Chaos, which is Tomohiro Ishii and Turo Yano. Eight minutes, forty-two seconds. Number four, the one we, the match four, the, the one we were talking about, Michael Elgin, new ever never open weight championship. Michael Elgin defeats Hiroko Gato and Tashiki. That match goes thirteen minutes and forty-six seconds. So, big shout out to Michael Elgin. How about that for him? Fuck all you detractor types. Hey, he's on his way. He'll be IWGP heavyweight champion in no time. I uh, if I if I don't get cut off, maybe it's uh, fucking every time I talk about Elgin. But good dude. Uh, been through some personal issues in the last like year and a half or so due to a person. I'm not even going to identify the gender that falsely accused him like happened so much good person a wrestler being a wrestler you know whatever but he's get he's dusting off the cobwebs of false allegations and shit like that and it's good to see that new japan stuck behind a good employee and now you know it shows complete faith that they put a put a title belt on him and you know he'll be he'll be on here at some point probably even when he gets back if he's not back already I don't know the tour schedule but he'll be on here on one of our shows. So did you know that never was an acronym? Uh, yes. New I blood evolution validity eternal radical. Never. Good yes. I didn't know what that meant. Like I couldn't say it, but I knew it was an acronym. I, I knew it was all capitalized. I figured it was an acronym. I just never knew what it meant. So it's like it's like my, the, well, I well, I always my I didn't have an acronym, but I I had the uh, uh, Delco translation of never, and that's <laughs> if you look up when will TR diet successfully. <laughs> uh, we'll be here all week, folks. Tip your waitresses. Yeah. All right. Let me see here. Oh shit! I lost my place. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. 
Young Bucks. All right. So Elgin Elgin wins the Neverweight Championship. So congrats to him. We hope to talk to him soon. Uh, The Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, defeated Los Ingrenobles, Jay Japan, Sonata, and Evil to become the new IWGP Tag Team Champions. I think this is their first reign as the heavyweight tag champions instead of the junior heavyweight. They're going to have to change their names pretty quick. To the old Bucks? Well, maybe not the old Bucks, but they're hardly the young ones anymore. Yeah. Let's say if they're in West Virginia, they'd be called the Ten Point Bucks. So. Boom, boom. Really? <laughs> All right. Uh, the Bullet Club: Next. Cody, Hangman, Hangman Page, and Marty Scroll defeat Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Rey Mysterio Jr. in a six-man tag. That one went eleven thirty-five, and the tag match before went fifteen oh three. So. Only nine matches on this card. So we got up to match seven. Hiromu Takas... Man. Hiromu Takahishi defeated Will... Fuck you. Hiromu Takahishi defeated Will Ospreay for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, which that title just changed, didn't it? Back in... Didn't Ospreay win that at the uh, Wrestle Kingdom? That's been... Well, I guess it's been six months. All right. I'm not sure, but Osprey is uh, Ricochet Light, and he's English boy. Uh, very, very yeah. good at that kind of shit. I ain't gonna yeah, and he almost kills before. himself every match. See, that's that's my point. Like uh, a guy like him, he seems like a nice guy. He he's had injuries that are like. I don't know if he would pass the WWE physical. Like he's he's that banged up at a young age, but that's his style that he's over with. So it must be it must be tough for the guy to, uh, you know that that that's his game. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, he's got to figure uh, something out. It's the old saying where you kind of put yourself in a corner. You get over doing that, but now you can't do anything else. Now you basically have to go out there and almost kill yourself every night. Yeah, like Ricochet, Ricochet saved his body for the most part. He, he's had nagging injuries and stuff, but never anything severe. But um, And he made it to WWE finally and where he'll have to do less dangerous things. And he's he's like a cat. He's so nimble where him and Osprey could do the same flip and it would look the same to the naked human eye, but Osprey would just kind of, twist his spine a little more and do that damage to where Ricochet can just flow. That's a shame. Yeah. Because uh, the guy's a real talent, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, match eight, Jericho. Chris Jericho defeated Tetsui Naito. Singles match for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, 17 minutes and 16 seconds. All right, let me gush for... Face. Yeah, fuck face. Let me gush for five <laughs> seconds. Uh, since since I was the anti-Jericho. Um, I didn't Good. see the whole match, but I saw damn near the whole match. I loved him attacking from behind, get, grabbing the fucking barriers, fucking the, the goofy face paint. Totally, <clears throat> he was totally 80s Japan, 80s and 90s Japan. And 
to, for that, Chris Jagger, I hope you only listen to this portion of the uh, program. I salute you, sir, because that was fucking great. That's all. I'd like to watch. I want to watch this match and compare it to his Omega match from Wrestle Kingdom because mm-hmm. while everyone sang its praises, and it was definitely a good match, there was... I didn't find it to be the instant classic everyone seemed to. I thought it was good, but I'm not going to crap on it either. Like I'm not crapping on it, but I thought it was I thought it was good, but I don't think it was, you know, Melter jizz worthy like everyone else did. So I'd like to watch yeah. this match. I'd just like to is. throw in there anyone who is listening live right now, the show is probably about to end. Don't worry, when it drops, it will pick up where it left off and you'll get to hear whatever we talk about cuz there's only 30 seconds left. Just throwing that out there. Yes. Thank you, Tim. Uh, finally, the main event, Kenny Omega with Kota Ibushi in his corner defeats, finally, TR's favorite wrestler, Okada, with Gato in his corner. Two out of three falls match, no time limit. He gets it two straight falls, two to one, for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. The match goes one hour, four minutes, and 50 seconds for the title. That's damn impressive. I salute both both of you gentlemen for that. Yeah. Um, Kenny finally gets over the, the hump and wins the heavyweight top dog big spot. Um, you had to know it was coming yeah. since he dropped the U.S. title. You had to know it was coming. I saw the finish uh, flying fucking... Uh, uh, penis. Knee right to the face. Knee slash penis. If if you look at it uh, again, uh, you know it kind of he protected Okada, which you, it's it's wrestling, of course. Well, yeah. Kind of I mean, like kind of tilted at the last second where his uh, Wang Dang hit him, but still, if he was hard, I could knock him out. Um, <laughs> and, at least give him uh, yeah. more yeah. guy. Yeah. The only lose a two versus a concussion. Right. Um, and then uh, one winged angel, one, two, three. Uh, looked like a great match. You know, I, I think Scott will make a return on, on an upcoming edition because I'm, uh, earlier I said I'm not interested in wrestling, but in a way I'm happy for the wrestling business because you got Don Callis and Scott Diamore with Impact. Um, you got... Jericho seemingly going wherever he wants. Cody was in TNA and ROH at the same time. Same with uh, Austin Aries. You know, maybe there's not a number two. Maybe there's not a big conglomerate that'll make a number two competition. But there's a lot of talent out there. And if everybody's, like, kicking ass and making a living, fuck it. I'm not going to be a sour grape. Sour grapes! Anyway, um, so I'm not going to be. Uh, uh, you know what? If, just just humor me here. What if Ring of Honor, <laughs> New Japan, TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call it, and the NWA, run and owned by Billy Corgan, what if they all joined up, joined forces? and decided to to start running on Monday nights, do you think they could at least do something? Like, clearly they're not going to 
they're not going to be up. They're going to be up against Vince, but they're not going to pull the numbers Vince does right away. But do you think no. if they could no. all somehow I don't think they work could do together? That. No, too many guys. But what they could think do? Think so? They could run a pay per view. Okay. All right. But well, clearly, you're going to be. And you don't take on you don't take on WrestleMania or whatever, but you take on one of the lesser ones. No, no. Let's see what. No, let's like, see what put it up against like fucking Fastlane or some shit or yeah, something that's not very good. Yeah, put it up against one of the lesser ones. See what happens. See if you can put a dent in in Vince's uh, numbers. I'm not, Listen, I'm, I'll be I'm honest with you. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I'll be honest with you. If it came down to watching just a normal WWE pay per view or watching one of the super indie pay-per-views of, like, if if you got New Japan, Ring of Honor, and all those together, I'd honestly, for just for the match quality, I'd have to watch their pay-per-view. And then, of course, I look at it this way. I watch their pay-per-view, and then, like, the next day, I can just go on the network and watch the one I missed last night. I think they could do something. I really do. Well, I'm not prepared to make an official statement because I hate when I have to change my statements because I think back and I'm like, oh, why did I say that? Uh, but after all in, I'll, you want to change assess. that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll assess um, the state of the wrestling business after September Uh-oh. 1st and see. Am I out again? No, no, no. I'm just saying we got a state of the union address plan now. <laughs> of course we do because we'll have football season. We'll have wrestling at its peak. Uh, Etc. Uh, we'll be, uh, you know, after SummerSlam and All In and all that kind of shit, and see who goes mm-hmm. where. See if see if other people get dropped because a lot of contracts are supposedly coming up in the WWE. A lot of the mid-level guys and stuff. See who they get rid of. Yeah. Etc. So uh, I'm not prepared, but I like the direction it's going, and people say going. It's been going that way for five years or ten years, you dumb fuck. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. <laughs> There's been like a thousand no, no, easy retards. A thousand easy retards in a couple markets. That, that There's been that. one show. There's been one show and it hasn't happened yet. So let's not get yeah. too ahead of ourselves. Yeah. And that, that, that show could turn out, even though they sold all the tickets, because we don't know what else is involved there. That show could easily end up losing money. I had this Possibly. Dude. All right, here we go. Because Since we're we, in overtime. Because we don't know. Since we're in overtime, anyway. I had this dude who's uh, half a year, maybe almost close to a year older than me, that I've knew for a while, named Rob Ferry. And I'm, I'm mentioning him by name. I don't give a fuck. He, he was a sort of close friend. Uh, we were close through uh, another person. And then we had similar problems with both our, you know, parents were sick and so forth. So it kind of got us closer because we had that thing in common. But never saw wrestling the same way, and he was a big wrestling fan. Um, But, uh, you know, I'm not going to take away the time, you know, that he offered, you know, to help with my dad's Alzheimer's with stuff that, he used for his dad's Alzheimer's and stuff. So I, I always appreciate that. So I'm not going to bury him on a human level. But when it comes to wrestling, people aren't human. So when he was inhuman, uh, after the fact, I wrote in that old group, Pool Kids, after I think I was still there. 
somewhere I wrote, or maybe just on my Facebook page, that I was very, I was blown away by Zane and Okada, or Okada, um, Nakamura, uh, on the takeover. I was way into it. And I was singing the praises of, of Zane um, because they both didn't touch. That was the first time they ever touched. And they were offered to go roll around and what have you, just to get familiar with each other. I thought it was a damn good match, whatever. Takeover always delivers. So I wrote, you know, I was, you know, I was putting over Nakamura too, but put it over, over Zane. And Rob Ferry, as serious as a heart attack, and this is how many years ago, Nate? Two years ago? Three years ago? Mm, that was in uh, Dallas, wasn't it? That would be... Dallas was 32. So, yeah, two years ago. Okay. So, I'm now 48, and he's 49. So, we're talking a 47-year-old man. His response was, in capital letters, how dare you? And this is not a work. This is, this is a 40, almost 50-year-old man. How dare you? You have no right to speak about Sami Zayn because you weren't there when he was in ROH. All of a sudden, now you like him. You have you don't have uh, what, what is it? I don't have uh, I can't verbatim. I don't have the right, in other words, to talk good about Sami Zayn because I didn't go to ROH and watch him, and he was dead serious. To give you an analogy, if I didn't see fucking Barry Bonds play his senior year in high school, I can't be a fan when he's a great pro. Like, I I was scratching my head, and that was part, you know, that was common among those in the drool kids. I never never saw Ginger Lynn's uh, 7-Eleven bathroom work either, but I was quite proud of her work at Vivid. Exactly. It was so preposterous, man. I, like, and that's, it was like step after step, year after year, post after post that made me realize how fucking weird wrestling fans are. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think we've come to this conclusion several times in the last couple of months that, that wrestling attracts uh, some really great people and an equal or greater amount of total nutcases uh, a greater amount by far it's 80-20 if I'm being generous 90-10 more like it but uh, you know I don't have the right to say that Sammy Zayn had a good match because I didn't well, sit and stand what? in line and, and buy a ticket to see El Generico how dare I you like whatever I want <laughs> I'll trash whatever I want. That is borderline retarded behavior. What's this guy's name again? Otherwise, Rob? Rob Ferry. Yeah, we Rob, get off my yard. Get out of my yard, Rob. And that he other can. He's, he's, old, he's, as as, he's as old as you. Get out of my yard anyway, and that other guy can pull his pants up. God damn it. Nobody will out curmudgeon me. I'm a curmudgeon from across the border. People are fucking scrambling now to look up curmudgeon. Uh, they just see our pictures if they Google it. <laughs> 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 yeah, Archie Bunker. 
Tim Bunker uh, out of Any trouble at all? I got to talk to you guys for at least uh, five minutes off air. All right. All well, right. Let's, well, let's go ahead and wrap this for up. Another week. It's been a good one tonight. We really, uh, yeah, we really went thought. hard on this one tonight. Well, I got a parting thought to share with everyone before we go. Go ahead, Johnny Man, Johnny Football. First CFL touchdown okay. yesterday. Well, hallelujah. Uh, John, Johnny uh, played the another whole quarter, uh, had better numbers than his first time out, and more to the to the liking of uh, Hamilton. Uh, seems to have taken a bit of a liking to the city of Hamilton and vice versa. So we'll see how that plays out. Still they must have good, and all they, that. But they must have good, good Johnny Manziel. Not in Hamilton. Yeah, good for him. Can't afford it. No joke, honestly. I hope it. he I hope he can turn it around. He had a lot of uh Yeah, if he's getting his shit back together, even if he never plays another game in the NFL, if he at least uh, turns into a better human being than what he was headed for there for a while, I think that's a that's definitely a plus. So yeah. anyway, yeah, big news sure. up here. That's all I got, Canada out. All right. This is West Virginia saying, hey, the new Fallout game is based in West Virginia, and it's actually got a lot of our landmarks. So play it, and you'll see all the trailer parts you have to drive by to get to my house. White trash united, baby. After a nuclear apocalypse. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. TR, anything you want to add, sir? Uh, I had something in mind, but then I was listening about Johnny Manziel and forgot about it, but something else popped in my mind. We'll have to cover at a later date. Uh, I was uh, Googling something, but when I hit Google, fucking my phone or Facebook is following my actions. So underneath they put stories of of uh, that would be stuff from my interest. And it says in a highlight, Bubba Ray quoted as saying, Velvet Sky is too stiff in bed. Wrestling stiff, like... Like not stiff, like a stiff who just lays there, like wrestling stiff. Well, I'll tell you so, this: if can I say this though about Bubba? Bubba, when you're in bed with Velvet, you should be the one that's stiff, my friend. So true, and so sad. Very Indeed. true. Very true. On that note, right, I got uh, nothing. Let's wrap this up. This has been the Sunday Night Roundtable. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll be back with more shows later in the week, so be sure to stay tuned. For Tim and Nate, TR, send us home. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump and on Facebook at facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. 
Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. <laughs>